Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your host, the number one fuck boy, fuck boy, the number one fuck boy, John Gabris, here to talk to you today about an album, a band, a set of songs, a lifestyle, and a dream to achieve that inspired my entire life. I lost track of what I was talking about halfway through that list of, <laughs> the list of adjectives and nouns. Guys, we're talking about Weezer's Blue Album, specifically their debut album. Here to talk to me about that is two other Blue Album heads. I think I need a better <laughs> title than that. Uh, Buddies Holly, um, Dan Lippert, <laughs> yeah. and Marcy Giroux. Hi. I also picked two people with the most interesting voices because this is uh, going to be a campaign, uh, a VO reel for a cartoon <laughs> show for the three of us. Yeah, I'm sending in one-hour reels. Yeah, <laughs> here, here you want to hear my voice? You should listen to an hour-long podcast where I talk completely uninformed about <laughs> yeah. the Weezer Blue album. Yeah, Dan gets lower and I get higher throughout the whole hour. And I'll be trying out some characters throughout. <laughs> oh yeah, please. This is one of them, right? Yeah, yeah. guy who barely wants to be here. <laughs> oh wait, no, that's the character I'm playing. Uh, no, I was saying to Dan earlier. I was like, I I know the album, but I probably haven't listened to it in uh, 15 years. Okay, that's fair. That's okay. It sticks with you. Isn't that the way a biggest fan would feel about something, though? No, (laughs) probably not. Yeah, maybe you're not necessarily the biggest fans, but you are big fans. I should have been for the ghost episode. Do you have one of those? I know a a lot about ghosts. Okay, well, when I I can get a ghost to finally sit down and tell (laughs) all, I'll have you back. Nothing like a guest who's like, you know what episode I would have done better on? (laughs) I just said Thanks for Thanks for swinging by. Hey, I know I'm here to audition for this part, but I think you should like I should have a gun. I've literally done that in audition. Be like, there's no way you're going to cast me as this, right? This is more like a so and so type. Uh, So that's why no one's heard of me yet. Um, (laughs) Well, you're here now, Marcy, and now over 300 people will know your name when they listen to this podcast. Um, 
You had you had a cat named Jonas. I did, and I thought it was a boy, and then it turned out to be a girl. Oh, that's that's very Weezer esque. That sounds like a Rivers lyrics. Yeah, because right. that's a that's a Pinkerton song. I mean, <laughs> it is right. <laughs> really... She's a lesbian. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, you really, when I see a cat's genitals, you have to try, I guess. Yeah. Right. You yeah. have to try. They yeah. always show it for Uncle Gabriel. <laughs> What's up, kitty cat? Flip over. Let me see what you're working with. Yeah. So you say cats have a relationship with you that they know that they have to show you their genitals yeah they're like hey before you start fucking tearing into me just know i'm a boy cat i'm like doesn't matter to daddy (laughs) i'll be bottom for you (laughs) come here mittens uh yeah so uh yeah i had a cat named jonas because of the song right so you're in that's perfect that's enough that's a big dedication so let's let's talk a little so weezer their blue album is their debut album it's self-titled it's weezer weezer uh but Everyone calls it the blue album once the green album came out. Once the next, once they named their third album also Weezer, like we had to just be like, all right, now we got to fucking retroactively make this the blue album. But it came out at the, I think it was the first compact disc I ever got. Cause I had like loved the band because of the, the, uh, the song Buddy Holly came out when I was. Look, oh, by the way, you should probably know this. And if you're listening to this podcast, you got to know we are not claiming to be experts. No. <laughs> We're just, no. just having a discussion because I'm going to misquote years and everything. Yeah. But it came out when I was about 12 or 13. I think it was like so, 94. 94. So 94, yeah. yeah. So I was 12. Yeah. We're all, <laughs> I was 12. I was 124 pounds. <laughs> best I've ever looked. <laughs> I, don't even know, I don't know if that's a lot for 12. I can't think of it. It is. You were probably tall, right? I wrestled 142 in seventh grade. And I, the only other people who weighed 142 were like legit um, like guys who went through puberty uh, like a year early wait how old were you in seventh grade 13 or 14 i don't know how old i was like 14 in my sophomore year of high school how is that possible is that the south thir- you just like if you're white you skip grades <laughs> yeah no there were only white people in my school what are you talking about oh, right you had two separate schools in your district um <laughs> Uh no yeah I was just young uh, I was a a young freshman thirteen year old freshman Ooh, seventeen in college sexy mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody I was just thinking about that like with this album I was like I think this album was like oh these are like this album is singing about a guy that I thought I could get and never could you couldn't even get like I a Weezer get fan a Weezer guy, guy. no who are you fu- someone from the someone who's a fan of the rentals no one <laughs> no one I that's why I, I think I truly I was saying to Dan I was like don't like this like I was listening to it this week I was like. I fuck this out. I I no longer like. I listen to it and now I don't like it. And I was like, this guy thinks he deserves what? He wouldn't even date me. Quit whining. Uh, so. What a perfect guess. Uh, sorry. I don't, not only do I not know anything about the now topic, I but it. I also hate it. Cool. Thanks uh, I for know. coming. Um, and I I've never I'm... heard the album. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Lippert, we just chipped out of ice, and he's excited to just be alive and breathing. This is a very cool place. But no, I used to really love it. Uh... You mean m- m- the present? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, but Same I liked place. it when I was young. Like I was like, that's like I thought I was like a dude. I thought I was that kind of person, like like a dorky guy. Right. I think that's what the main appeal of the album was. Was that it felt like Rivers was writing because he was he's so odd and strange and shy and nerdy that when he the song the songs they were writing talked spoke to me in such a way but they weren't like sad nerdy i mean they were when you really like yeah. listen to them but there was something about a little bit of pride in their nerdiness that the song that hit me the most when i first heard it once i bought the album and i'll, I'll play a little clip from it and just so you know if any audio files are listening i am holding up an iphone 4 to a microphone so just deal with that hold on i'll play a little track and then we'll talk about it after it's very high tech yeah 
Yep. Yeah. <laughs> How long am I gonna sit here? Doing this song? <laughs> it's a. He doesn't sing for a while. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Dungeon Master's Guide check had one. Mm-hmm. That's also Dungeon Master's Guide. on a two handed yeah. sword. <laughs> Kitty Pride, X Men, and Nightcrawler 2. Waiting there for me. I mean, yes, I do. That's what I'm saying. How old were they when they recorded this in their mid 20s? And they were really <laughs> speaking to like 12 and 13, like kids, though. Right? I think that's why. Not only did I love Weezer so much, but I fell off from them so much because they were like stunted development yeah. in their ideas. And I was yeah. like, when they were 25, they were singing about what I cared when I was 12. And then when I turned 15, they were playing Pinkerton, which was like more angsty and like love. And I was like, I'm into that. Yeah, he, and then I became an adult and I don't know what happened to them. They like lived in Arrested Development for the rest yeah, of the Yeah, I should time. say I hate that one, but I was like, boy, I really grew out of this. Oh, I, that one, I don't, because like it, it I partially listened to it because of nostalgia, right. but it's like so catchy in the right way. Also, yeah, it's uh, easy that to like the to. and the the lyrics have this like weird little like meaningless, but they feel meaningfulness to them that oh, I really that like. That is such a good. It, it's like they're like they're so like Nirvana had babies with the Beach Boys before like animal like pet sounds. Yeah, <laughs> like before Beach Boys got complicated. Like that's what it is, and I think that's what it, and yeah, that's, that's what's what, fun about it. it's ten songs. All of them are like between three and five minutes, with the exception of "Only in Dreams" and "Sweater" is pretty long. If you which, like, "Only in Dreams" was my stairway to heaven, where I was like, well, <laughs> "Holy shit!" Like they did this long song, <laughs> yes. it, like these geniuses. It goes through like a couple different like key ch- or time changes. Just to remind you guys what "Only in Dreams" is, I'm gonna just jump to like middle of it. I was out there saying fuck when we wake there. I just wake up at least the kitchen right I mean, there's your Beach Boys. Yeah. Uh, the, the first and only song I learned on bass. Oh, uh, I feel like this is like the this is the album that made every guy ever knew think they could be in a band. But I did it like 15 years after the album. <laughs> <laughs> My parents wouldn't get me a guitar because they knew I would give it up. They wouldn't get me a stand up bass, which I really wanted. A you stand- wanted a stand up bass? Yeah. Was yeah. this in like the voodoo glow school, the, like the big band voodoo daddy? Era? It was like it was. I was like late to every trend, but uh, I was yeah. still into it. And yeah, you I are did. wearing all of your clothes backwards. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I did. <laughs> try to do that i tried to make a crisscross trend in my high school <laughs> wait so your parents wouldn't buy you an upright bass which is the nerdiest like but, but it's like second to cello it or something. has yeah. to be pretty expensive the nerdiest and far by far the most expensive yeah absolutely <laughs> and so i i my friend let me borrow his bass because he was like you can't borrow my guitar uh, but i wanted to be a musician and right I, in college my freshman year someone lent me an acoustic bass like my friend who was a musician was like you should learn how to play and i was like so we could jam together and i like had an acoustic bass and there's literally nothing you can do. Yeah. <laughs> there is no acoustic song that needs more bass support right, that you right, want right. to learn. Yeah. I learned, like, uh, tried to learn um, uh, Another One Bites of Dust. Boom, 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 boom. That's not another That's one. under pressure. That's under pressure. Uh, I, yeah, I learned, let's see, I got the electric guitar my senior year of high school with my friend and I were like, we're going to start a band. Like we were never going to start a band. Uh, but yeah, I learned, I could learn every hole in green day song 
uh, because they're only like three or four chords. Right. So I don't know anything about music, but I think that's part of the appeal of Weezer too, is that their music is yeah. sort of simple with some awesome uh, guitar solos. By Brian Bell, I believe. Yeah. Is the, uh, the oh, right, yeah, right. Wait, I thought no, he was that a, is not I, officially beyond my knowledge. Be, of <laughs> the members of the band. I've a, been listening to them literally for now twenty straight years, and I've seen them in concert ten times, whoa. and I still don't know all of their. I think he yeah. might be the bassist who replaced the bassist they kicked out of the band. When no, were... that's that was. There's a few of those. That's okay. like Scott Norwood now. I think. Okay. Matt Sharp was the original bassist they replaced, who launched the band, the replace, uh, the uh, Rentals. He was like oh. right. He should have done the replacements. Yeah, he should have been in the replacements. He should have been in the Keanu Reeves football movie replacements. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that would have been huge. Um, John Favreau as a deaf linebacker, I think. <laughs> I saw that movie in theaters, and I can't name one specific about it. <laughs> I, that movie is my Weezer of movies. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, God. I, I don't do like not... it either. Uh, <laughs> I don't like it either, but if it gets me on a podcast, I'll pretend I'll to like it. replacements. Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, what, what I like about, or uh, this isn't what I like, but I think like what you're experiencing, Marcy, is that like guys growing up that like this kind of music and like I started getting into like, I guess I would call it like emo pop punk in high school and that crap Yeah, uh, is for a while you're like, oh, this music's all about like how women don't understand me and only if she understood me. And what it actually is, is, is a bunch of nerdy guys taking all the agency away from the women in their lives, <laughs> right? being like, she's so dumb, yeah. I could fix everything for her, but she doesn't know it. She has no idea. Maybe because I'm sitting in the back of the class scribbling in my notebook and not even b- dot, trying to participate in society I, with yeah. her. Yeah. I think like the difference like like 13-year-old Marcy was like, if only that guy would like me, then he wouldn't be so sad and they never did and then adult marcy's like what if you want someone who's gonna laugh only at your jokes and then tell her you're breaking up with your other girl like what you're lucky anybody so you're (laughs) you're you're quoting no one else right now which is the second song off of the blue album which i loved when i first heard it because it sounded like a dream girl i want a girl who laughs uh for no one else when i'm away she puts her makeup on the shelf um, and all that stuff she was doesn't like, even leave her house she right, just yeah. is, only exists for his pleasure right and I was listening to that I'm like that's such a romantic idea and then I like my now wife who is my girlfriend starting in our 20s she was a diehard Weezer fan too and we were just like bonding over I'm like this song is so romantic she goes this song is misogynistic garbage and I was like what do you mean she's like he wants this woman to have no life outside of her and I was like Oh my God, that is and a terrible it, point of view. And because he currently has a girlfriend who doesn't revolve around him. Right. Hold on. Like, let's let, let's do a little uh, let's do a little sample. That from might no be what I listened to this morning that got me in this headspace. <laughs> awful. <laughs> that sounds awful. He thinks she's stupid. I mean, (laughs) I mean, he never had a girlfriend anyway. I feel like that song's about like. Him not having a girlfriend, and then his imaginary girlfriend just, it, yeah, yeah, it would be better. It's than, weird. It's like weird science. You're like you're designing a girl, but you don't care about what she looks like. You just care that no one else can look at her. It is. <laughs> I, 
I, I think what it, my problem is really is like it doesn't it's not like with any irony he's saying that I because I, I don't think I think he's sort of like an earnest songwriter right Except but for a few occasions where I like, would say where that it's could, pretty steeped in irony like a lot know. of his stuff yeah. but I don't know if this is exactly, I don't know like I, this song I'm sure the yeah. sentiment behind it is rabid jealousy well I've read this briefly on Wikipedia at some point <laughs> Uh, uh, that that song is supposed to represent the the worst parts of his personality, and the world is turned and left me here is the the response to that song of a man who's lonely and doesn't know why he oh, doesn't okay. have somebody. Oh shit! Well, which is the next song on the album? All right. Fuck, dude. Right. Hey, wow. But <laughs> points to uh, Lippert <laughs> for being literally the most informed guest we've ever had on the show. Which is, by the way, a, a world's tallest midget competition. <laughs> like, you looked up something on Wikipedia once makes you a goddamn expert in the head gum I studios. think Betsy and Mono know a lot about Taco Bell. Yeah, yeah. that's I field like research. You're right. That's true. They've, uh, they've lived among it. They've, uh... But there's that element of this and, and uh, Pinkerton especially where they sing a bunch of songs where he's a monster in the songs. Right. And it's that same element of like, I get what you're doing here, but it's like comedians who only play monsters. And it's like, yeah. at some point you feel this way, right? And you're just saying it and hiding behind the fact that it's not like Gabriel. Yeah, I was going to say, can you not burn a hole in me when you're saying that? I'm like, what are you talking about? People who only play racist, misogynistic. Oh my God, I actually believe these things. Weezer did it to me. Oh, I love Weezer. Uh, uh, like all, because like most of Pinkerton is like a concept album about a monster. Also, right, right, right. Uh, yeah, you got to show me another side eventually. I mean, but you know what? You could say the same thing about Adele. Is that like she's like all of her songs are like, oh, you don't love me anymore because I was mean to you. Like that's what all of right. Her it's yeah. like, so, well, don't be mean to people. Yeah, or, you and know, she's open like, well, up. now she's. It's not true because that's not like right. I mean, Rivers is now married. Yeah. Yeah, he finally found that Japanese girl. A half Japanese girl. Oh, yeah. Does it to him every time. Oh. The redhead said to shred the cello, and I'm jello, <laughs> baby. baby. <laughs> no, guys, we're sticking purely to the blue album. I'm holding out to have Rivers on to talk about the Pinkerton. Uh, to the Pinkerton. Um, so, so what was your first experience with the blue album? We're all around the same age here. Did you get it when you were young, or did you get into it late? Uh, my brother, my brother's seven years older than me. So he was like my way into cool pop culture before people my age knew about it. Yeah, I was the oldest in my family, so my brothers were fucked. I was like, you should play Raven's Nest with you. And they're like, what are you talking about? Like, you guys have Magic the Gathering? My my brothers were like, we smoke cigarettes. My older brother said Magic. John, we smoke cigarettes now. And I was like, well, forget it. I'll be running my green black deck over here. Have fun talking to my girlfriend. (laughs) So sorry. So your brother introduced you to it? Uh, yeah, Yeah, he introduced me to all sorts like uh whatever music and I, I would say by far he was not like considered like a cool guy but just his knowledge of that but stuff seven made years me cool. wait, if you're if you're if you're 12 and your brother's 19 yeah even if he's the douchiest 19 that actually and i'm gonna i hope some of my old elementary school friends aren't listening but you, some of them had older brothers who you when you were a kid were like this guy is the fucking coolest he's into metal yeah. he's like so into metal and then when you get to be like 19 you're like imagine being 19 and really into metal in the night like, like and all of a sudden you're like oh that guy was a fucking loser yeah, no wonder why he hung out with olds about it <laughs> exactly yeah. no wonder why he was hanging out with us all the time <laughs> 
Oh, he was always home. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, the, those girls I was jealous of that got to date him in high school were <laughs> like dating a sad 19-year-old. Yeah. They yeah. were 17. Whose yeah, college yeah. friends were like, hey, yeah, Mike, my get friends, a college girlfriend. My friend said like that older stepbrother, and they, he'd be like, well, you guys want to play Spin the Bottle? Like, we were 12. Oh, <laughs> and your stepsister's here. <laughs> hey, the step is an important step. That's Played a kissing step, the if you ask me. Uh, I'd say I want to kiss her. Yeah, if, if it lands on her, we'll just fondle each other's genitals. In the clinical sense. Something step siblings are allowed to do. Anyway, Dio is the fucking best. <laughs> Uh, and so your brother introduced you to it, and did you like bring it to your friends or like other people know about? It? Was it when was it? Was it at the height of Buddy Holly? It was at the height of Buddy Holly. Like I thought that video was so cool, and I did. I was nine, I think, so I uh, I didn't know anything about Happy Days. Right. I just really liked the music video. Right. It was cool. It, yeah. The music video was awesome. For those of you who are listening to this but don't know. Where the fuck have you been, first of all? <laughs> but it's a music video that's Weezer, that's Weezer playing at the fucking... What's it called? It's not the Max. That's from Saved by uh, the Bell. Al's? Or is at it Al's. Al's? Yeah, at Al's, uh, the, the cafe they hang out at in Happy Days. Man, I went with the Max. That's fucking Saved by the Bell. That was way off. That would have been the first thing that popped in my mind. Too. <laughs> you could have said that or the, or the Peach, Peach Pit, Pit. And then yeah. you would have been... That's all, like, that's all of us... I don't all know what know. Peach Pit is. Peach Pit's 90210. Oh. No. It, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, <laughs> no. No, no, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I it's where it I hung out with Brenda. <laughs> How did I guess that? <laughs> um, yeah, and so, and it's Weezer playing there, and Cunning, Richie Cunningham, the Fonz, they're all in it. They're like, it's just very good editing and uh, matching of color. It's just, yeah. and the, which is now almost nothing. Like, that would mean nothing to us now. But when then, that came out in 94, that's 20 years also, ago. Also, people used to watch MTV to watch music videos. Like, that was, like, I remember that was, wasn't that around when Dookie, Dookie was like, uh, around the same a, time a, for a sure. Earlier, but like, with the basket case. Yeah. Uh, Long view. Yeah, I feel like. Quite my lip and close my eyes. Yeah, I feel Songs like- about jerking off, dude. I loved when I learned that, which was like three years after the fact. Get it? God. He's biting his lip and closing his eyes. I'm like, oh, I have to jerk off with my eyes open in case my brothers walk in. Oh, God. If what you close a- your eyes, Why? you because don't know. Because if they walked in with what your eyes closed, they just stare at you. Wouldn't you, you just not, wouldn't you rather not know that they saw you if they could slip out? Do you want to make I don't know. that that's eye a, contact? That's a good question. Guys, tweet at Marcy. Uh, I have a poll up on my Twitter. On tweet at Marcy if you if you Lane. were jerking off and someone walked in, would you rather them stay and watch silently? <laughs> Wait, what was the choice? No, that wasn't, that wasn't no, one of them. This is, this is tweet you and your brother. Like, don't do that. You well, and your little brother. Would you stay till completion? Till almost at completion? John Gabris wants to make eye contact with his little brother. You keep your eyes peeled so motherfuckers walk in on you. <laughs> Uh, um, I, so I have a couple of crazy Weezer stories I want to share. Here's a, here's a little anecdote. Oh, now I see what this is all about. Yeah, I just wanted to talk. I, just I met them. <laughs> I never met them no. yet. Well, you can. I know. It River- feels so easy, right? I'm going to ask Rivers to be on this podcast. I'm going to ask Rivers to listen to this episode. So Rivers, if you're getting inundated with oh, tweets God. from me, it's for me to ask you to listen to this episode. And I'm And sorry. maybe come on. I can ask you a million questions. I'd love to. So let me give you a little. So the year is... N- 2000, I'm a senior in high school. Uh, the Blue Album is six years old at this point. <laughs> I get a job at Heckscher State Park, which is all the way out east on Long Island. I finally learn why they're called parkways on Long Island, because they end in parks. And Heckscher uh, State Park is just the Southern State Parkway. Take it all the way along the southern st- side of uh, Long Island, and it takes you directly into Heckscher State Park. 
literally the end of the highway is a gate into the park. And I was like, oh, that's why they call it parkways. <laughs> I never knew any of that. I just learned that. Uh, yeah. Um, and, that, and in L.A., they're called freeways because there's no tolls. Oh. Wow. Yeah, right? So Something... what's highways? What? Highways. Dude, that's for fucking burning one and trucking, <laughs> brother. <laughs> In L.A., that's called Los Feliz Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> the most famous place for stoners to drive down. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm referring to. I probably should have said, like, Venice. <laughs> or like... No, I like it that the really congested... I just was... picked the last street I was just on, stuck in traffic in an Uber. Let's get high and sit in a fucking car for 30 minutes. <laughs> Let's it's get like, stoned and just sit at the corner of Hillhurst. And it's weirdly three or four lanes on each side. You're, no, no you're nowhere reason. near any fast food for miles. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck I was talking about. So uh, I got a job as a lifeguard at Hexer State Park, and my buddy Joe Debola, shout out to Crazy Joe Debola. Um, Crazy Joe. Not the first time that the Debola virus has been shouted out on this was podcast. That name- <laughs> oh, was that, that name from, there's a Crazy Joe Debola in right, Seinfeld. Right, in Seinfeld, that- but his name was Joe Debola, and when I said, Dad, this is my friend Joe Debola, he was like, Crazy Joe Debola. And I was like, what's that from? He's like, Seinfeld, you don't remember? And I, once that came, then that nickname stuck for him. But then the Debola virus was a different nickname for him for a while. Uh, but he's married with kids now, so we'll move on. Uh and we got this job together and we picked the same schedules so that we could uh, commute together. He had an 87 Chevy Blazer and an 89 Buick Century. And I remember that because we carpooled and it was the highway just empty in the morning driving to the beach. So we would drive like 90 miles an hour with the windows down and blast the Blue Album the whole ride out. We could get to, we can get from my house to Hexer State Park before like, um, you know, uh, What's the Surf Wax America's track yeah. six, right? What's track nine? I'm losing it here. Uh, holiday? Holiday. We can get there before holiday. Uh, yeah, we can get there like during in the garage. We could pull there. That was like our thing. And we would uh, sing along full volume. So this is six years. Oh, Jesus. This is six years after the song. I, I screamed, oh, Jesus, because I spilled water near wires. But we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> just during like the skeleton. I Keep going. Get- I got to know how this story ends. <laughs> and we would drive every single day. And this is, he is a year older than me, so... We were, I was 18, he was 19, and we blasted that fucking every single day. That's the kind of power of that album is that you could play it daily, five days a week for an entire summer, six years after it came That's out. That's also very specific for that, like, age. Oh, yeah, too. we're 18, yeah. who were who 13 when it came out, so it means a lot nostalgia-wise. We're obviously, we're lifeguards, so we're into the Surf Wax America, yeah. we're into, like, the California vibes of some of the songs. And then on top of that... I was a nerd, so that shit all meant a lot. This was like a perfect storm for you. Like, yeah, and we bonded. We bonded over just singing along. This is now starting to sound super weird. <laughs> we no. just hold hands, blast it, <laughs> drive at a wall, and slam on the brakes at the last minute. <laughs> so that, that, that resurged in my life big time. And then when I went away to college in the year 2000, they started touring again because I believe either the Green Album or Maladroit was coming out at that time. Yeah, Because they kind of went Maladroit. on a hiatus when Rivers went back to college he went to harvard it's like about time finish that degree no one's dying to hear another album dude but i guess you gotta live your life you gotta get, a, you gotta get an english degree at some uh, you point gotta, right. you gotta get fuel for all these songs about girls who aren't what you wanted them to be but in reality i would have been like if i was in a band with rivers i would have been like don't fucking leave dude we're gonna just keep rocking and he's like now they're back and they're still making music and he got to go to harvard and do it it's just like that 
I had a friend who left UCB to go to uh, Matt Moses, who left UCB to go to, to, Yale. to go to Yale drama school and get a master's in playwriting. And I was like, dude, you're going to miss out on UCB stuff. And then he came back three years later with his MFA and just was on the same improv team as me again. And yeah. I was like, oh, in three years, I've done 150 Heralds, but you got a master's degree from an Ivy League university. <laughs> in playwriting, right? In playwriting. So, I mean, he's but not the, using it, yeah. right? At the end of the day, he's still just out there doing a fucking Harold in front of 90 people. Right, but at, same here, but for I he came back with that. So I, I I appreciate Rivers going, "Hey, look, we're a big band. I'm a I'm semi-famous, but I want to get my fucking degree." I yeah, mean, I do feel like learning, yeah. Most of my plan for life is at least somewhat riding somebody's coattails, and that feeling of having no control if they're like uh, you know what? I, I'm going to follow my own passion for a little while. It's like so This is like horrifying. when Big Grande finally gets their own TV show. You're like, and, and Drew's like, Drew. I just want to dance. And you're like, you're <laughs> kidding me. You think he's going to become a professional you dancer? such a fucking amazing dancer, been, That would have been a great it. time to name drop Ryan Rosenberg. And then Ryan Rosenberg decides he wants to go back to school. That's the coattails all Big Grande. Gotta go back Friday. to Long Beach University. <laughs> I think Ryan will be happy that you chose that. It was funnier that Drew want to dance than Ryan want to be smart. <laughs> uh, yeah, you just have friends that are loyal more loyal than my friends when my friends got famous i was like where ha- where was your did you change your number <laughs> you changed it well i'm a- not busy <laughs> I need oh are get- you busy oh you have work every day this week well okay well let me know when you don't because yeah. uncle gabrus is sitting fine I started a podcast <laughs> 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 guess you want to be on it famous friends <laughs> um and so uh let's let's talk about another blue album song Let's um, talk about Surf Wax America, because that's a song that I feel like you said reminds you they're pre-Pet Sounds Beach Boys. Yeah. This song is legitimately like a uh, surf and safari or catch I'm a wave sure and you're sitting on top of the too. world. Yeah. It, it's very, you know, it's obviously that, but it's just fucking fun. It's, you know, clock's in at three minutes and six seconds. For, Buddy for- Holly is two minutes and 40 seconds. That's why that song is not annoying. It yeah. could it's an insane chorus. And you could be like, what the fuck is this song? But they're out in under three minutes. It's like my sexual techniques. People are like, <laughs> my wife's like, what the fuck is this called? This hurts and it's aggressive and there's sweat everywhere. But and it's I'm like, over. It's done before you even sort out what happened to you. <laughs> Honestly, that's what, I bet she likes that. She prefers that. She at least knows there's a light at the end there's of the tunnel. There's an end time to this. Like She's like, I, all right, I cannot breathe I right can, now. If I, if I can get through her happy birthday four times, this will be over. Yeah, that's like the development disabled hand washing right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you like teach developmentally disabled or people. anyone who works in the fast food industry right if you work yeah. in the fast food re- industry uh, big overlap there uh, <laughs> <laughs> I worked in fast food too so I, I feel okay saying that um, alright let's play a little Surf Wax America and I didn't work in fast food <laughs> oh I loved beer <laughs> I was a surfer kid <laughs> I 
I mean, you don't really get the whole song until you hear the turn at the end where he's like, I'm caught in an undertow and there's no way to get out of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is like it really very gets- chipper. It is like the Beach Boys up until the end when they're yeah. like, I'm drowning. The last minute of it, it gets really quiet. I am like, oh. on the none. Yeah. You know what's funny? As, as I've been listening to this band for 20 years, religiously and I still only know about 60% I was of the gonna lyrics say the same thing about that song but the lyrics are so repetitive that that's gotta be 90% of the lyrics though right like <laughs> 60% of 60 what you, over 90 with 60, a square root but, over but, it but you know like 60% <laughs> of every song is still like because it repeats so much you just might not realize that you know you don't know more of the rep- repetition you don't know? make me do PEMDAS here uh, I don't know what you're talking about I'm a woman <laughs> I don't remember please excuse my dear Aunt Sally <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, there's like, there's chunks. Well, even the stuff that's repeating is like, there's so many it chunks. Changed, yeah. Like, I know it's like, you take your car to work, I'll take my board. And when I'm, you're out of fuel, I'm still afloat. And then it's like, after that, I'm like, wait, what is this? I'm yeah. going surfing because I hate your face or better yet, because I hate the waves. I'm waxing down, so I go real fast. and waxing down because it's really a blast. And then I like I keep losing. By the way, that's how I sing almost every song. My <laughs> wife and I have this discussion often where she's like, I'm like, babe, have you heard this new song? And she's like, well, how's it go? And I'm like, fuck. And I'm like. <laughs> you got me. Yeah, and I'm like, uh, Uptown Funk going to give it to you. Uptown <laughs> Funk. Gonna... And she's like, what is that? There is not a song that sounds like that. And then when she finally goes, oh, my God, are you trying to say Uptown? And she plays it. And she's like, this is what you're trying to do. I'm like, that is what I am doing. <laughs> it doesn't sound like that. We're doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, before apps existed, I always wa- thought it would be great to have a website where you just, if you can't figure out a song, you just sing it into a mic and post it. Oh, and wow. you're like, and someone tell me what song this is. That's like uh, the Married with Children episode. Has that happened in there? He's trying to track down a record and he doesn't know anything about it except it goes like, da 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 da. And I'm definitely misquoting even that. I don't remember well, that. You just did in the night. Yeah, I know. I just did Strangers <laughs> in the Night. But it's something like that. He's like, it goes doobie, doobie. You know, he says just like three chords and they're like, he's going to all different record stores. Also, casually bringing up an episode of Married with Children you half remember in the middle of a guest story <laughs> is the reason why I can never have like a real hosting job. No, I think that's what makes it fascinating is it, it is like right when a fan was like, I don't know enough about Weezer, I'm trying this up. Oh, Married with Children, okay. Okay, a brief interlude. Of, oh, uninformed about that as well. Okay, well this has been fun. <laughs> no, we can talk no, ma'am. We can get into that too. I hated the neighbor being named Marcy. Uh, oh yeah, that'll do it too. Oh man. shit, yeah. That, that's my name and she sucks. They really leaned into her being a skinny lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> like then, hard. I, I feel like, were they like trying to force her out so bad? Were uh, they trying to force her out of the closet, you mean? They were like, come yeah, on, just say you're a lesbian. because she did come out as gay later. <laughs> I think they were forcing her in the closet because they needed to keep the audience believing that she could be with Jefferson the whole time. Yeah, because they made fun of her for being like a, a heart, like a harpy, like lesbian lady that no one liked and then like after the show was over she was she came out like a yeah. lesbian <laughs> they really She's took- like oh guys they brought up a lot of valid points <laughs> <laughs> i do have chicken legs maybe i'm a lesbian <laughs> everyone i knew would growing up wanted to fuck kelly bundy but i wanted peg so bad really <laughs> yeah. she oh i mean like well, you're from Applegate, like long still island amazing but like she's still like so is uh what's her name katie katie seagal Ooh, she's, she's still so she's- sexy Please don't be anarchy. Come yeah, on. I know that's. I watched the whole se- series of Sunshine, but don't come kick my ass, Kurt Sutter, because I think Kurt Sutter's married. He to definitely her. listens yeah. to this. Yeah, but he I know was- Kurt Sutter listens to this because we. I had him on to do a whole series about bastard executioner. Oh, 
diehard fan you, of Ben's You caught us not knowing your podcast that well. And the whole time you Jesus. didn't bring it. Sorry. You're trying to knock something I kicked a whole other table down. I don't give a uh, fuck. Kurt Sutter won't beat you up. He'll just like tweet a lot of very mean artist <laughs> things at you. Uh, and then leave Twitter for a few weeks. Uh, dude. Look, say what you will. I didn't love Sons of Anarchy. I mean, I loved Sons of Anarchy for like the first four seasons. I finished it. I didn't love Bastard Executioner. Not sure if I love Kurt Sutter or not. Well, but, don't ask him on. But the baller thing he did was when he took out that full page ad in Variety just to thank his crew of the Bastard Executioner. That's such fucking like that. hubris slash that's, yeah, like that's, that's a such a cool thing to do. True crazy. It's like person. everyone works so hard on the show. I just want to say I'm thankful. I was like, <laughs> what? The day after it got canceled? <laughs> Badass. I mean, spend that money better, man. Yeah, give, save it. Just it in to, case this is the last time you make a TV or show. Or give everybody give a bonus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, split that evenly. Do I'm what? sure the, the PA would prefer $8 over a yeah, shout out. Do one more $5 Friday and just like let them have it. <laughs> no. No. He wanted that ad uh, so people would think he's a great guy. One thing about, so, like, listening to Surf Wax America, that I was thinking about the America, that I was thinking about this album, is it's a bunch of great anthems, but, like, you don't hear Weezer that much at, like, karaoke or anything like that. Like, you do hear, like, Don't Stop Believing. Saying it ain't so, I feel like I, it's, like, huge karaoke. Is it? The, the problem with uh, Weezer at karaoke, I've learned, is that the vocals are, like, are very isolated in the songs in a yeah. weird way. It's, like, not amongst a bunch of noise. Like, Say It Ain't So is my go-to karaoke song, but I'm a terrible singer. But it's one of my favorite fucking songs to sing to. But you got to remember that the whole beginning is very insane to do at karaoke That's here. And I'll true. show you why. The, when it kicks in, when you're going, say it ain't so. And the whole bar singing along is great. But when you start off with this. You get to stand there awkwardly. Yeah, this is like good vamp time. This is yeah. Happy just- birthday, Marcy. <laughs> Thanks for having us out to this Koreatown karaoke joint. And then you start this. Oh, then you have to make noises. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Oh, feels good. This, you could do some like crowd work here, kind of like look at people. But if you're you know. trying to sing this. The hardest thing in the world is to not sing along right. on mic I'm and ruin time. people's time. I mean, they gotta get down like that out. All right, so you're for karaoke. You're 48 seconds in, and it's like somebody's honey is drowning my ice. And I learned that the hard you way because take it down. I cannot <laughs> sing. I love it's going karaoke. up a little later. So the only uh, other song I like really know by heart is Sloop John B. Shouting out the Beach Boys, <laughs> which is another insane song to sing at karaoke because there's so little music in the background. Wait, can you believe that you don't? Sur- Do you surf now, John? I I did surf uh, up until I was like 20. I haven't surfed since I moved out. Can though. you believe that you don't? Can you believe that? Like, do you think young John Gabris would believe that you're your age now, living in California, not that far from the ocean because you're in West Hollywood? So, like, and you don't surf? I, I, I would kick my own. I, I go to the beach, like, you know, a, once a week. You got to go reflect. got to go I, put your toes in the sand. I got to. Hey, dude, I read one, somewhere one time that salt water cures everything, whether it's sweat, tears, or the ocean. That's pretty good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> kind of actually live by yeah. that, which is sad. I cry a lot. <laughs> what, what I'm getting at is That's don't what... exercise, but I sweat uh, whenever I, I do I'll anything. Go float. You <laughs> should do a float tank. You would like it. Let's have a float. Let's do a float, guys. Let's just head down to the beach float and have a float. Let's, Let's float. do a dip, a float. A float. Um, 
but yeah, that song, uh, it does take forever to start. I think that's like so many of their songs are like, they don't sound complicated, but the, you can't like do it. You can't, you can't recreate it right. as well. I think Blue Album specifically, and then Pinkerton to a lesser degree, really Blue Album burned into me my taste in songs. Going forward, all my favorite songs have some, and not necessarily my favorite bands or my favorite albums, but some of my favorite standalone songs have like some sort of epic storytellingness to it, which I feel like some of these songs, some of, like Say It Ain't So has that where it's like it builds up and it's like then all of a sudden it's like this world, what a lot of with you know, and it like breaks that whole breakdown. Like all my favorite songs since like since childhood have been these like big, like I mean, this is a crazy song to use in this, but the Charlie Daniels band Devil Went Down to Georgia. <laughs> like I love that shit because it's like a story. And then it has like and a dumb chicken and a bow, bow, big and Wait, bow. That's why I love all. That's why I love all '90s country music. Oh God! Like oh. '90s country music, it's just all stories. Right. Like it's like Garth Brooks; he's just telling like a specific story. And so it was Reba McIntyre, like, and then like a catchy chorus. Yeah, yeah, that's like fun to sing. But you along need to. that big, like three quarters of the way through. You need that big fixed emotional shift yeah. happening. Right. Like Bo- Bohemian like, Rhapsody is a great example, yeah. which was Queen was the first band I ever heard that I was like, I like this band yeah and i was like oh and then my mom's uh my grandma's neighbor made me a cassette tape of like 30 queen songs and i was like i love all of these songs and i just flipped it back and forth all day long and then like the next big music move for me was weezer and you can kind of see the parallel even though the the musicality in queen is all over the place but the storytelling and like uh content and like uh topics and themes are very similar to Weezer especially early on especially on like a bass level when you're looking at it as a 13 year old I'm like yeah. like uh, the sweater song feels like uh, Bohemian Rhapsody in a way because it builds up to like all of a sudden you're like it's casual it's like a literally a chit chat in the beginning yeah whatever hey how you doing man what a fucking oh, pretty great good. I read yeah. some trivia about that uh, which is that uh, I think originally they wanted it to be like a collage of of like clips like old Hollywood stuff uh, like teen movies uh, no like old older oh, like okay. they, when you think old Hollywood do you think teen movies <laughs> no I thought like you know like uh, leader of the pack type oh, movies oh, yes, oh, yeah, yes yeah, yeah. exactly like, yeah. like, and, and but then, they are teen movies and then like teen they were like to- we can't fucking license this yeah. are you crazy so they were like then he was like fine I'll do it myself yeah you going to the party after the show it's <laughs> pretty, I want to go my friends are going to go I think about that all the time that moochie bitch <laughs> What did she say? Uh, she wants a ride. Uh, yeah. yeah. She's talking to her. When they play this song live, you're like, at this moment, you're like, I can't wait. Does he do it live? You know, I don't think they do the dialogue. <laughs> they, they bring should. up three lucky fans <laughs> to do the yeah. dialogue. They have the actual Canigny hey, from Greece come up and do it. <laughs> I just leaned to my mic to hear it. That guy sucks. <laughs> I can't keep listening to that. Sorry, that's like. A, by the way, speaking of uh, can't license all that. I wonder if I'm like Rivers. You want to listen to my podcast? And then he sues me for <laughs> playing all his music unlicensed on podcast. I'm he like, sues ah. me for being like, hey, stop playing the least interesting parts of all my songs. Yeah. <laughs> stop playing, just stop the, playing the first 15 seconds of the, the ramp up to most of my songs, uh, dude. Um, 
Here, here's another here's another big Weezer story to help you tentpole through my life why Weezer is so important to me. Freshman year of college, I go to Marist College, Poughkeepsie, my childhood best friend who's been mentioned on this podcast a few times, Sanford, he goes to New Paltz. We're both diehard Weezer fans. We get tickets to go see Weezer at Rosalind Ballroom. We decide we're going to take the train down. It's like two weeks into school. I barely have friends at school, and I'm like, all right, let's leave and go see Weezer. And then he's like, I can get us tickets for the Pepsi Arena in Albany the next night, and we could stay at our friend Dove's apartment who lives in SUNY Albany, who goes to SUNY Albany. Great. So we go. I'm fucking 18 years old. I have no money. It's my freshman year. I go to see Weezer two nights in a row with insane amount of traveling. So I I take the train two hours down to the city, see Weezer, come back, get home at like 3 in the morning, wake up the next morning. Sanford drives over from New Paltz, scoops me up. We drive to SUNY Albany that morning, hang out all day in SUNY Albany, drinking, hang out, partying, and then go to the Pepsi Arena. Pepsi Arena that night for a concert. Two things I remember from that night is one is this dude Matt who was we went to high school with was also there and they were like crowd surfing people and Matt's kind of like a tall awkward dork and we just forced forced him into crowd surfing he's like put me down and we just like picked him up and shoved him on top of people and they passed him around they like lost a shoe and then we went back to my friend Dove's house and I don't know if you guys what your college experience was like but sometimes your mom would like give you like a 24 pack of Arizona iced teas when she would visit or yeah. you'd have like drinks under your bed was like a thing and you would put them in your little mini fridge our friend and Dove had like 30 of those mini Mott's apple juices and my buddy Sanford who's like a tall lanky dude drank like 18 <laughs> glass bottles that night and he pissed like a hundred times but our friend Dove came into the room and he's like what the fuck is going on it's like a pile of empties so that uh, we, we spend the night there we wake up the next morning we drive back from Albany car just stops on the side of a road it's like kind of cold out it's september in upstate new york car stops on the side of the road we can't get it to start again we have to get a tow truck and the tow truck comes and it's like one of those flatbeds where you sit in the car so me sanford and our friend eric who went to my uh high school i went to my college who went to the concert with us all sitting in this car drive back to new paltz my friend sanford's like oh, i don't feel great but i gotta go take care of this car he shit. got diabetes <laughs> close the next day his mom calls me and is like john i'm at the hospital with brian he's in a coma oh my god he, he has viral meningitis he got it like Literally, I was with him for 48 straight hours, and at some point, he got viral while meningitis. And yeah, while I was with him, and I didn't. And and so, SUNY Albany had and Marist College, and like all these, uh, there were all these letters that went out. Everyone had to go to the like pharmacy and take like antibi- antibiotics. And he w- ended up going into a coma in a hospital right near my college in Poughkeepsie. And so I would go visit him at the hospital, visit his mom, and, you know, shave his face because she hated his stubble, and doing all this weird shit. He was in a coma for, like, six days. Oh, and came out, God. And all, that was all for fucking one crazy week. So we I have guess. in our heads, like, the moment when I thought my best friend was going to die and then came back to life for whatever, for if, whether or not it was worth it, we're still trying to figure out. <laughs> Just kidding, Sanford. <laughs> Don't even know if you listen to this episode. But holy shit, so I, I have that, that one, two nights of Weezer, so now whenever Weezer's around and we can both go see it he's actually in a Blue Album cover band in New York uh, oh, they wow. only yes. cover the Blue Album they actually don't even think they've ever played a live show but he, that's how much of Weezer fans they oh, hang around together it, and jam on the Blue Album yeah only the Blue like... Album <laughs> I uh, it really impacted you. I feel sort of like a fraud now. <laughs> I just yeah, what's a, your connection again? You hate them? Uh, I hate them. Uh, no, you, well, you used to listen to them once? Uh, no. no I, let's see. Uh, this is like kind of just that post um post grunge so so it was like the music i started liking when i was a little older in, in high school and it was my friend brandon o'halloran and tiara o'halloran i was friends with a brother and sister 
Oh God, I loved Brandon O'Halloran. And like, I feel like this was like, the, this was the music that like they got me into because they were like dorky kids who were really funny. And like, this was like, they were cool, but in that way, they're like, we're nerds. So we're not cool, but they really were very yeah, cool. Yeah, exactly. So, like, like they were like leaned into, they were okay with, I feel like that's what Weezer kind of gave 13 year olds like me and like my friends was like, it was like, hey, you guys are nerds. So are we. We're a huge fucking band. You guys can yeah. just be like us. Look, we're fucking singing about girls and Dungeons and Dragons. It was like honestly hearing that like songs, hearing the Weezer album, you like learn that you can, you can't. They're mutually exclusive. You can have a girl, or you can talk to girls and still play D and D with your yeah. friends. Yeah. yeah, But up until like... up until you're like 14, you don't know that. You think like, all right, well, I'm eschewing women in favor of my barbarian orc character. <laughs> well, I thought that like I was. I think I was trying to identify with something that I was not. Yeah. Like I was trying so hard to be like, I'm a nerd uh, and also cool, but like I just I wasn't a nerd and I wasn't cool. I was loud and obnoxious, like to this day. Uh, yeah, but, like, I, I, I'm like you're throwing around was a lot. Yeah, I know. Like, and it just that's what I was, and I was like, oh, I don't identify with this. I just wish I were one or the other. I wish I were cool. Or I wish I was this nerd thing. So I was never really into the like the that nerd cool culture. I just want it to be so like if badly. So, if two, if if a couple, if a brother and sister that you were friends with and you had a crush on the guy were into Morrissey, and then they introduced you to Morrissey or the Smiths or I the Cure, that would have been right in your wheelhouse. I would have pretended to like that too. Right, but I feel like that would have spoke to you, what you're, the character you're describing. Because you were, it sounds like you were just a fucking loser. I, <laughs> well, you I were was, a young cholo, right? Was, yeah. <laughs> you were really into No Doubt. <laughs> uh, I, but I was, it was weird because I was maybe a loser, but I was always at the same time very popular. So it was just like, because I think I was like the girl version of a bully. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're a mean girl. You were just a boy. But not even mean. I was like a mean girl. I was just like, you know, like... Giving wedgies to freshmen. I was shit. like a, a girl version of like the guy who's like, not going to let anyone make fun of me. Oh, uh, okay. So I don't know. I'm compli- <laughs> I was complicated. You're, yeah, you were more yeah, than you're one still thing. rather complicated. Oh, my God. Just annoying. Uh, <laughs> you could be both. Yeah. I could be complicated and annoying. Yeah, you could be pretty simple and annoying, Thank turns you. out. <laughs> As I've been learning from anyone who's close That's to That's a me. much better podcast name, by the way. <laughs> simple and annoying. It's me, John Gay and I'm going to try to explain things, but they're going to annoy the fuck out of me. <laughs> well, what's everyone... Let's talk about what's our, what's our favorite song or moment or attitude or feeling from the Blue Album? Uh, the, this is... Oh, man. I This is on the... I think either the B-sides or the extended version of the Blue Album. Okay, is my Valoria? <laughs> uh, but I'm insane about Suzanne. Oh, uh, God. When I saw them at Roseland Ballroom and they played Suzanne, I shit a brick. I fucking love that song. I actually, because of the song Suzanne, I made a mix, t- a mix CD for my now wife when uh, we were just dating. I made her a mix CD of all songs that are just girls' names. Oh, that's very sweet. And Aww. Suzanne is the first one. That's the oh, fucking yeah. bomb, dude. Oh. And then she proposed to you right after that. Yeah, she proposed to me. She got down one knee. She's like, I got to lock it up. This guy's can't got to get him now before he gains a shit ton of weight. <laughs> I got her, her wrong. <laughs> 150 pounds later. Did she, was that like, oh, I can easily think of 20 songs? Or were you like, oh, I got five good ones. And then you threw in some filler. I like, had like a couple names. that I knew. I was still so new to music. Like, you know, I was only in college. So I was like, I knew I, knew I wanted Suzanne. I knew the song Veronica. And then I was like, oh, Michelle, my bell. And I believe Weezer has another uh, girl's name Jamie. song. With, what? Jamie, yes. Uh, 
And uh, so I put that one on, of course. And then I forget what else, but I was stretching after all of those. You had like Janie's Got a Gun. Yeah, later, no, later I, on honestly, I think, I think Janie's Got a Gun is on there. I think there's one that's like, I can't believe this. I made this song. <laughs> Does she still have it? Uh, we probably do. I think it was called Those Girls Volume 1. Yeah, and we probably have it in a wow. giant binder buried in some storage space or mom's basement somewhere. That's really sweet, though. Some mom's basement, not mine or hers. <laughs> Someone, some mother. I used to fuck with these old moms and oh, leave I love CD binders in their basement. <laughs> Ooh, roomy, comfy, mommy puss. Gavers has some sort of like sense in his body that's like, oh, I got too sweet. I got to say something about <laughs> oh, fucking God, a mom. I got sincere. <laughs> backpedal, backpedal, backpedal. I got everyone to know I'm a monster. It's a character. <laughs> I'm a monster. <laughs> uh, I, but uh, the, of the of the true ten, uh, I'd have to say I. Oh man, I really like only in dreams. Yeah, that's like you said. That's your that's your stairway. Yeah, yeah. And that's totally understandable. That's a great, great fucking song. It was like at that point where like I when you're young and you know you're like your body wants to be emotional, but you have nothing to be emotional yeah. about. Right, and you that just song feel like it. fits that feeling of like. Dude, I've never heard it described that way, Dan. That's so true. I remember that. I, I get that sometimes now. Yeah. Where I'm like, I'm feeling something. I can't explain what I'm feeling because it's not sadness. It's not, I don't know what it is. Oh. But it just, I'm my body feels. And you're boys, so you don't know that you have to cry sometimes. <laughs> oh, I cry. I know, but like All girls are like, oh, we know there are certain emotions that we need to go through regularly to like feel okay. Like we have to like have like we just do like it's like a thing that like girls are like, oh, God, love to do this. Like and I think it's like more accepted than like a boy being like, can I watch a sad movie to cry right now? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm still I wish I could cry more often. I'm I trying to figure so out so much. How to. My wife makes fun of me. I cry anytime we're watching movies. She's You're like, wrong. she like looks over at me and I'm just like, there's tears pouring in my face. She's oh. like, Jesus, babe, how can you do this? I was like, I'm sorry. I'm just, I get so, I cry more at movies than almost anything else. Though I, that's my real issue is that yeah. I don't, I don't cry like yeah. about things happening in my life. I right, cry, you got to figure I out. I cry that in a movie like... when a dad goes, "Yes, son, I do have time for you." Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh how's your relationship with your father? I'm like, oh, he passed away before we resolved anything. <laughs> Why? You think, these, think these two things have something in common? Nope. <laughs> uh, uh, I my favorite song is in the garage because I feel like even though I didn't relate to the specifics. I did kind of relate to being like, I don't feel like I can be myself outside of like the safe space, which was like my bedroom. Like I, I'm a very like social person, but I, I felt like you're mysterious. You're mis- mystery. Well, not even like that. Just that like, I was like, I truly think that maybe no one actually thinks I'm cool or likes me. So like in my room, like that's where I get to like have all these things that are for me. And then I don't feel like, like a fucking and annoying, also, yeah. Weirdo. I feel like in the garage is also like permissive in a way where it's like, hey, look, you're kind of weird, but here, whatever your garage is, your bedroom, your mind, your group of friends, whatever that is, feel safe, be yourself here. Look, you look around, look at the shit you got on the walls. We got my favorite rock group, Kiss. You know, you got all that. Oh, by the way, their love of Kiss is so like his love of Kiss is so weird. It is very weird because it, it's not represented in any of the music. No, or their style, or, or like, their style only in that they like the ten the ten song albums 
and the lightning bolt guitar strap. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Because I think those he, are the two uh, big things that he does that Gene uh, that uh, that Kiss does. But there's a lot of theatricality to Weezer. They just don't act- actively participate in. You know what I mean? I yeah. feel like their songs are like set dressings and set decoration in a good way where it sets this vibe. But that Kiss does with their makeup and outfits. Yeah. This is such a weird band that like keep come like that like come up in pop culture where it's like what? How did so many people get obsessed with Kiss at some point? <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was just like the first. time they'd seen anything like that it, it's yeah. performance art it, yeah. it was like it, it, got, it went beyond music you know it, it went beyond music to the point where the music didn't matter as much and you liked Kiss because you liked the attitude around Kiss which I think there's a lot of like I mean Fish is completely different obviously and the people who like Fish really like their music but they are definitely graded on a curve as to the environment of being at a fish show or being a fish fan or being around other fish fans, which I think the Kiss Army capitalized on when Kiss came out, which is which is what a lot of music does. That's what fucking even Kendrick does when he puts on a show. Like the people who are going there feel Kendrick and they want to be like like that's what Weezer was for. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm so I'm so afraid to sound so old and stodgy and white, you know, where you're like all of a sudden you're like, and these kids are listening to that hip hop music and they don't know anything like it's like to grow up listening to Oiza. Oh man, I just went nuts about Justin Bieber's new album a few days ago, so wow. I feel like I'm just in a different headspace than I was, and I don't think young Marcy would have thought I, doesn't think I'm cool at all. You're much older and more mature now. Yeah, I'm like, but I I'm, Justin Bieber's new album's hot, guys. Wait, I, the best feeling I ever had was the realization that I can just loudly say, not loudly, that's crazy. <laughs> but like just you actively never raise your voice <laughs> no, no, no. actively tell people what i like and not mind what they think about that oh dude that's a big moment in your life yeah it's just like yeah i like that justin bieber song it's really good and catchy and, and like yeah. it takes all the power away from people also who right. you think are going to make fun of you it's this is pretty uh time timely and apropos of the moment so we're recording this on the day that i'm going to see star wars uh force awakens the moment I realized I was in high school and I, I was kind of a weird kid, but I was also sort of popular and I started becoming more into my own and it was not, nothing was stopping me. No one was being like, let's kick the shit out of this. I mean, I got beat up a little bit, but nothing I, wasn't my fault. And then it was like, as I became more and more my own self, when Star Wars Phantom Menace was coming out, I was a junior in high school and I started wearing a sign on my back on my backpack that said 11 more days till Star Wars 10 more days <laughs> till Star Wars started counting down <laughs> then I did something where I wore the same outfit for a week straight a Hawaiian shirt and shorts I used to wear a bathing suit and a Hawaiian shirt to school like every single day and I just kind of came into my own and then I was like I just fucking love Star Wars whatever I'm not even I'm not even like honestly it's the moment this is going to make it, this is so misogynistic sounding, but this is the way um, a 16 year old boy's mind works. It's so binary. Once I realized that like the thing that was preventing me from getting laid wasn't my likes. It wasn't right. what I was into. That Girls don't really like, I'm not going to fuck a dude who plays d d It's really the worst line of a movie is High Fidelity when he says, it's not what you're like, it's what you like. And I'm like, couldn't be more wrong. Buddy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, but you... It's how you feel. And it's true. There is an attraction like you're into someone who's into the same stuff as you are into interesting things. But it's not as... So when I had that breakthrough where I was like, oh, fuck, I might still get a girlfriend if I'm just open about what I like. And then I could relish in being excited about stuff I'm excited about. I mean... Phantom Menace is a little a little heartbreaking <laughs> to use as an example. But you were excited about it. I so was whatever. excited. Yeah, I cut school. I waited. I like camped out outside of the movie theater, and I went to see the movie. I was fucking severely let down and rationalizing for almost a year after the fact. <laughs> uh, but, but you lost your virginity on the way in. But yeah, but I went in there, and some chick with Darth Maul face paint was like, "Hey, are you loud and proud and into fucking Star Wars?" And I was like, 
I was. Around. And she's like, well, you're fucking chock full of metachlorians. Let me suck them out of you, Poppy. She I was gotta like, leave. Poppy. <laughs> Sorry, I went off the rails. Or I blacked out like a five minutes ago. I don't know what I was talking about. Marcy, that's the worst thing I've ever said in front of Marcy is uh, <laughs> an under, not a true at all. I don't all. even know what word you use to suck out. What was the word? Metachlorians. Yeah, the, I gotta uh, go. Genetic thing. Then you said poppy to. about it. You yeah, let us, you let us know too much. This hypothetical Darth Maul was a Latina. <laughs> yeah, you did a Latina voice so that we a very sexually aggressive <laughs> high school Star Wars fan Latina from Long Island. Oh, God. Dream woman. She's out there. <laughs> she's out there and she leaves her makeup on the shelf her red and black yeah, face yeah cause she doesn't up. need to look nice when you're not around fuck her face right <laughs> fuck that face <laughs> fuck her face uh, boy I would love to <laughs> uh, which one's your favorite my uh, I gotta say whew, I think it's hard to say between Say It Ain't So and My Name Is Jonas I like the, I like the songs I've listened to the album so many times I think My Name Is Jonas I like so much and this is gonna be such a sad thing cause it's the first yeah. song you listen so to it Pavlov- and I always listen to it as an album so Pavlovian wise when you press when you, my name is Jonas comes on I'm like I got 38 plus minutes of just fucking rocking and rolling coming yeah. up and my name is Jonas really does kind of uh, build to like that kind of um, who else? Who else does it? Like the Decemberist kind of like, uh, you know, like, uh, and I'm carrying the world. Like you're like fucking that big third act moment where you're feeling something that you don't know what it is. It's a real fun sway song too. Like it's like you can like it. it it's, it's a it, good it, live song. You yeah. know, like everyone gets Come into sit it. Yeah. Next to him, yeah, it's yeah. fun. Pour it's yourself a- something. I could see. And again, it's <laughs> looking back on your childhood, right? Uh, exactly. Yeah. What did they did they open with that when you saw them? That feels like a show open. That is such a that guitar. I, I, I feel like, yeah, because the, the opening guitar riff, which we'll just play real quick. Well, you don't know where your it's phone is. It's under went. your left cheek. Oh, it's under my left cheek. And he's talking about my mouth. I have jowls. Yeah, yeah, your left jowl. Underneath, <laughs> underneath my like bulldog-like face. <laughs> it's a tramp. <laughs> Three minutes and 24 seconds. That little riff, then you're all so pumped up, then... All the lights come yep. on. The W comes on. And then that's when the on. lights come on. They, they're, they're blinking along. Like, you know what? Oh. Next Herald team I get on, I'm going <laughs> to... come out to that? I'm, by, I'm like 35. Uh, I on. can't wait for my, my next Herald team. My sixth Herald team. We're going to be coached by Billy Merritt. Oh. And we're going to come out. do a mashup opening. <laughs> this, is, this got too inside. Oh, uh. God. <laughs> Marcy just killed herself. <laughs> she like looked in the mirror and said, mouth the words, Herald team? And then blew her head She's like, you're right, Marcy. Young Marcy would hate old Marcy. <laughs> but the crazy thing is, that was the way she closed her first ever Herald. So it really came full circle. Life, life's a fucking mega callback. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for coming. You gotta into the go Head watch Studios. that movie. You I gotta go get high and go see Star Wars. Um, Guys, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people, who, if they listen to this podcast and for some reason need to hear more or see more of you, what should they check out? Lippard? Uh, probably just uh, I don't I I don't. Do You're much. the Fap Jew on I'm, Twitter. I'm at Dan Lippert, but it says the Fap Jew about that. <laughs> okay, name, that makes more sense. Which I will say is the joke I am the proudest of that I've ever done, and I've gotten no support from, I mean, it, from no, anyone in the world. You can't like that part of Twitter. No, yeah, no. yeah. There's but, no way to support the the temporary handle you've chosen. Dan, I took a screenshot at Instagram did it like four times. Did I you? Love it. Yeah. I'm not on Instagram. <laughs> at, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> at Dan Lippert on Dan Twitter Lippert. is pretty much all you got going on. If you happen to live in LA, check out. Uh, Big Grande, which is Dan's sketch team that I'm a huge fan of, oh, and you. I think you guys would be too. 
Um, and that's pretty much they're just riding Rosenberg's coattails to yeah. the fuck until <laughs> he goes to school. Wait, did he do something? <laughs> no, no. What? no. Okay, no, it's sure. sort of the joke. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to pick him because he would be the first one to be like, <laughs> oh, that's so nice. Uh, uh, Marcy Jarreau. Uh, you Am can... I say your last name right for the last twelve years? That's fine. Jarreau is how I say because I'm from the deep south, uh, uh, right. and I'm from New York, so I say, hey, Marcy Jarreau, huh? Yeah. Yeah. The uh, fucking jabron. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm on Twitter, Marcy Lane. And uh, if you want to catch me in LA, search history. On Sunday nights. nights uh, that's a Used to be great group of fucking Good, women who kill it. Some of the funniest women. people. We let no Drew. less what kind of genitals they have. We let Drew Tarver be on the team as well now. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? It's about time Drew Tarver had some stage time at this uh, fucking yeah, theater. It's good that we, we got to run past your women aren't funny joke to talk about how Drew's on the team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thank and, God for stopping me there. And then if they want to, uh, I wrote and started in a short film this year that's on Vimeo and yes. it's called Relationship Goals. That's great. Relationship goals we, yeah we didn't get into any festivals uh, but that's so, okay it's on the internet please watch it so yeah, you don't have to fucking go to Telluride yeah. to fucking watch it you, you got into Dan Lippert watches alone on his room festival good oh, fap Jew <laughs> the fap Jew, <laughs> Jew baby. and as always I'm the number one fuck boy John Gabris <laughs> at John Gabris on Twitter um, I don't know when this episode comes out, people. Uh, so fuck it. I don't have anything going on in my life. Oh, maybe this will come out around Christmas or New Year's. So let's You'll say be bored. they're going to listen to this. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. People can listen to this on Christmas Eve with their families. <laughs> uh, check out the new season of Younger, which comes back January twelfth on TV Land. I recur on that. And as always, motherfuckers, go to the uh, comments on iTunes. Give me five stars and then roast my ass, and I will read it on this show. Uh, the conspiracy theory episode just came out, and uh, you guys got. Me Good. Someone, someone literally said the worst combination of dumb jock and stupid nerd. Like, I'm like, ouch. That's perfect because it's also like, well, they left out the how likable you are doing both those things. Right. But it worked. You yeah. guys it gave yourselves the free pass at the beginning of just being like, we're just high out of our minds, so yeah. say whatever you want. So please send more fucking roasts, and I'll read them on the next episode. Thank you, guys. Dan, Marcy, Rivers. Thank you so much. Rivers, if you want to come on this podcast, I think you follow me on Twitter. Just fucking tweet at me and let's do this, playa. I'll buy you whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> Wait, that's not weird. Yeah. I meant I was going to say for lunch, but then I, I was like, fuck it. If I can get him on, I'll buy him a guitar. <laughs> he probably has plenty of guitars. <laughs> Imagine that's what you get, Weezer. Uh, I got you an autographed John, Green I album. I do the show, but can I get a guitar? <laughs> hey, it's me, Rivers. You said I could have a guitar? <laughs> fuck, man. Well, here you go. Here's an acoustic bass. <laughs> All right. Bye, bye. shitheads. That was a HeadGum Podcast.